but anyways, yeah, talking to two-time world champion Joy Namani. Thank you for coming on, by the way. And uh, we were just we were just talking about um, it's Super Bowl Sunday, and that may or may not mean a damn thing to some people listening. But uh, it is. I was just. Yeah, well, you know what, like, in all honesty, including me, like, I'm not a big football guy, but I was just saying how in North America, it's like a freaking, um, it is part of the culture now, where, you know, you eat specific foods in terms of the chilies, you freaking have the halftime show, like, it doesn't matter if you're into football, you're just there, there's like, not under COVID times, but there's like a dozen people in the house, you just have people, where are you going for Super Bowl Sunday, you just assume you're going somewhere, and you're just, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's like, it's like a, Thanksgiving, you have specific foods, you, you, you gather and you do your, you do your damn thing. A ritual. Yeah, it's like a ritual. <laughs> and you don't, you don't even have to be into it. It's a, it's like, it's honestly like um, amazing in terms of marketing for the NFL to somehow have made it. Like, can you imagine being a sport and being like, how do we make our show so big in terms of like advertising dollars? You hear about companies yeah. paying millions to advertise or like how do we make it so big we're part of a culture where you don't even have to like the our sport but you'll watch because it's part of the culture now it's that's genius like how do you do that (laughs) it'd be amazing advertising pay is like a massive role i was saying that to you that i used to work at the nike store and i remember um so when when you get a job there they take you through five days of like training um it's mostly boring but anyway they tell you some cool things along the way yeah. and they told us like in one of the olympics which was in america one year i can't remember maybe it was 76 or something i don't know but yeah. anyway <laughs> like the olympics is all it's all adidas um but nike they bought up all the billboards in that city so that everyone just thought that you know oh, that they were the damn. back in the olympics <laughs> ruthless Wow. I think, uh, yeah, I know the 80, the 76 was, I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd with some of this. 76 was in Montreal, but I know 84 was in uh, okay. 84 was it in might, LA. I think it was that. I remember yeah. LA, so I think it was that one. In LA, like. And Nike was only just born in 70s, in the 70s. So yeah, that makes sense. And um, what a gangster move though. To be like, we're, we're going to do this, like, it'll give the impression. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's genius, especially a place like LA where there's, it's so population dense. You can't go anywhere without seeing a billboard. You're like, we just, we just, <laughs> we just stole our, our way into this thing. But uh, yeah. And, and what sports were you into growing up? Um, whatever sports we did at school. Really? <laughs> so yeah, I just, nothing really special. I just really enjoyed the PE lessons that we all did together. Yeah. Um, I liked all of them apart from like racket sports, apart from badminton, but tennis, table tennis, or any other variation of tennis, I, I will not return the ball to you. I, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> you, would you do that like defiantly or are you just incapable of? You're like, that's mine now. That's mine now. You're like, I'm a gangster too. That's how Adidas does. That's how Nike does it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm just incapable. Okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was the way you said it was so Nike gangster right there. I'm not turning that fucking ball. You're not getting it back. That's how I play. No, uh, yeah, I can't, I mean, I can't play those type of sports. When I was, when I was younger, the same, I would do all the different sports in school, but I never really had, like, I'm not like a sports fan like that. Um, for almost any of the major sports, like I'm in Canada, hockey's massive. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really into hockey, like playing or watching really baseball, football, like I would passing be into it, but never fully into it until 
um, and I'm older, so like powerlifting was harder to find, right? Because it's before social media. But until power, I found powerlifting, I was like, holy shit, I absolutely, like, I love weightlifting though. Like, 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 you know what I mean? Where I'm like, wow, I think I finally found my niche. Like, did you have sports that you enjoyed watching as a fan, if not participating? Um, so I have three older brothers and they were all still are into football or soccer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So that was all around the house. Like, that's what I grew up watching. You know, when you're one female and there's three brothers plus your dad, you know, you're kind of outnumbered on TV selection. Yeah, yeah. and they're <laughs> older too. Yes, yes. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. But yeah, that was kind of around me a lot. But I, I like any sport where I get to kind of run around and, you know, not powerlifting. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, so I was quite a sporty person growing up, but in school, I just, you know, enjoyed it for running around and just being active sake. Yeah, yeah. Just for the sake of participating and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you have like any kind of uh, like sports idols when you were younger or was it just like, no, not necessarily? No. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> It's, it's crazy how that works, how, uh, like, as a child, you would have, like, everyone knows what you ended up being, not to skip ahead of the story, but you ended up being a, a two-time world champion in, an, in, for sure, a global sport, um, and it's crazy when you hear sometimes people's, like, origin stories, where it's like, you, like, you would have had no idea as a child what you would end up doing. No, um, none at all, but also... Yeah, I don't really have a really cool story that starts with, I don't know, any kind of struggle or bad backstory, which leads to some amazing, you know, yeah, like Spider Man of, of triumph. I don't have that. I just <laughs> lift weights, all right? <laughs> you know what? Well, I mean, it's far more relatable, though, to be like, yeah, look at I, far more people listening will relate to somebody who's like, I didn't know what. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't, I didn't lay down my, I didn't, at night, I'm, I put my head on my pillow and be like, I'm going to be a world champion powerlifter. I didn't even know powerlifting was a sport until, until I started it. And that's 2015. Is it a sport? <laughs> um, well, hey, well. It's not really. It's just going uh, to the gym in front of people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's exercising. Like, I mean, that's what my mom calls it. She, I don't even think she knows the word powerlifting. She calls it like that thing you do, or she oh calls my. it carry, or you're like this one, carrying metal. Oh my goodness, still, even though you're a two time world champion, I guess it will keep you humble. <laughs> right? Yeah, of course. You can never like rise above an African mom. She'll let you know. Uh, you yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, she was born in Africa, not from the, you. Okay. And yeah. are you born in the UK? Yeah, so okay. London forever. God, are you London too? That's, yeah. Well, I think the UK, like I think London. What, what was yeah. like, What was growing up in London like? Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything to compare it to. I guess. Um, but I guess um, compared to I do you do notice like when you get to other parts of the country, just how um, not sheltered, but obviously they just don't have the same experiences of living in a multicultural a place with where people come from many diverse backgrounds you can see that you move out of London and a lot of things are quite the same and you know there's a lot more diversity and hustle and bustle in London yeah I mean that's kind of like in Canada I can relate to an extent where um, I'm, I'm relatively close to Toronto and it's super multicultural in Toronto like you will have uh, 
whatever Chinatown, Little Italy or, or whatever in different communities. So you see it like all over. It's, it's you know, uh, millions of people living there. But then if you mm-hmm. leave Toronto, there'll be some places where it's like completely the opposite where the, you're not getting too cultured in terms of <laughs> passing through your actual face to face. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it kind of is what it is. But um, and, and when you were coming up, so how would you have described yourself when you were in high school? so i did quite well in school so i'm gonna did say you? intelligent yeah <laughs> okay wow no, no shit because because you know sometimes you picture it's the opposite right you picture like somebody who smashes weights and is like the quote-unquote meathead but like yeah you weren't yeah yeah no kid no 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 um honestly like I don't know, this powerlifting stuff is, it's just like, exciting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you, well, you're right. You're 100% right. It almost sounds like you stumbled across it, like almost, you know, by accident, like, look at my trajectory was not powerlifting. <laughs> no, I mean, I, um, I mean I'll, I'll finish off describing myself in school. So I'd say yeah, intelligent, yeah. you know, I worked hard and, you know, when you get to choose your, your subjects, you kind of enjoy them. It, I will say, so I chose to do PE for my DCSEs and that was a waste of time because reading a book about doing activity is not even half as interesting as doing activity. Fair, <laughs> that is totally fair. That was such a waste, of, but anyway, you know, park that aside, say in school, I'd say um, intelligent, quite um, happy. Um, what else did I say? Were you into partying? um so when I went to uni I in the first year like probably like the first half of the first year I went out to kind of enjoy and get to know people sure and then um and then you know you realize that <laughs> what? what what are you motioning what, did you kill somebody you really no, 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 no. <laughs> just like, I don't know maybe it's because it was kind of like a very student environment and uh, no disrespect to students because obviously I was one of them but when you're a student like some of the standards that you have as a student um are not the same standards that you'd like to maintain as an adult you know yeah well, <laughs> people are dirty man <laughs> well it, when when you're first so you left the house did you live off of like you lived on campus like out of the home is that your first time out of yeah so I mean yeah you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do yeah 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 you do you do you know you got to socialize you got to meet people and get integrated and mix in a bit it's good so it's a good way of meeting people um I mean but you realize that even though you kind of put yourself out there doing things that you necessarily wouldn't do you do it to meet people but then you kind of realize um okay I've done that now and I don't need to carry on doing that right if you don't get it yeah go ahead yeah um I'm really cheap like I don't spend money for anything (laughs) so if there's a cost involved, you will have to drag me to it. <laughs> I love that you threw that out there. You know, listen, if it was ladies' nights at a club, I might think about it, but I ain't paying. Exactly. I'm not paying full price. I don't um, think I ever bought a drink the whole time I was at uni. I, yeah, I don't think I did. How did you do you not? Not that I, not that I got people to buy drinks for me. I just. I was gonna say, well, well, <laughs> um, no kid. Did you drink though? You drink, right? Um, a little bit. You know, like a lot of powerlifters, some powerlifters do not at all. And I'm talking, I will talk to like, um, like I had Gustav Hedlund from Sweden. He was like 20 years old. And I asked him like, did you celebrate or whatever? He's like, oh, I don't, 
I don't really drink. I was like, at all? <laughs> like you're 20. He's like, he's like, I'll mess up my diet and my training. I'm like, holy shit, the discipline you got, my man, at 20, I was a wreck. <laughs> like, not like, you know, but relatively yeah. speaking, but uh, yeah, some people just don't. No, nah, I just can't bother. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It is what it is. So no. in, in university, were you playing sports at that point in time? Um, <laughs> so we're going to go full circle back to our um, initial chat about American football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't play American football, but at the Freshers' Fair, I signed up for American football. <laughs> yeah. Shit. I signed up <laughs> and it... I waited to hear back. I got an email. It had the details of like the first session. And then it said, see you at the field, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a lad. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you know, I'm gonna get killed tomorrow. I don't know. About that. They put you on the on the offensive line, and you're like, holy <laughs> shit! Um, I, I didn't bother going. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good. Thing, I don't know if it's because they was like, see you at the field, lads, or no, I, I just couldn't be bothered. But um, also, I know. So while I was at university, I know our American football team. They lost every single game. <laughs> oh wow! Well, that's another. That means not only maybe if the team was so flipping stellar, nobody's sacking you or, or tackling you or whatever the hell they call it. Um, but yeah, if this, if this team, if they're just running through the team and you got no protection, holy smokes, that'd be even worse. But uh, yeah. um, but on the flip side, so I did actually do cheerleading for I think one or two years at uni. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, so I was just like they'll throw me up in the air and it was fun. And no stuff and, kidding, man! Yeah. Were you into weightlifting during this time? Um, like only casually. I mean, it was all. I mean, it still is. But um, so <laughs> yeah, I, I'd go to the gym. Okay, <laughs> is that yeah, what you yeah. want? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember in my final year. Uh, so I did a placement year for a year. I went and worked um out in the world, and then in my final year, I was like, okay, I'm gonna read my books and I'm gonna get my grades, and I ain't doing no fun stuff and that was it and then um I started my final year I was really good um but then it, it was at that time when I kind of fell into powerlifting like at the start of my final year so um okay I'll tell you how I got into that so I was yeah. going to the gym like everyone goes to the gym um and then I went to a gym that nearly opened um local to me and then I went there I did a training session they're like oh and then because I was squatting in deadlifting already I wasn't really doing bench no I wasn't doing bench at that time and then they said oh if you consider powerlifting I was like no what's that <laughs> um and then they explained they were like oh we can put you in, in touch with um a coach who's who's working here um and, and that was it that's how I found out about powerlifting in October 2014 or 15 one of them that Dude. whenever yeah 2015 was your first meet but let's see uh what's the date was it uh yeah february 2015 so probably October. oh no 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 there was no? one before that it was yeah so off the record in. there's one <laughs> off the record november 2014 and then okay. i um, just started passing october 2014 but um i remember at that time because i already told myself that this year i'm, I'm doing my books um i was so I, I really actually that time I disciplined myself into everything so you know I went to uni so at that time um in my final year my uni was in Surrey which is an ex county but I was staying at home so I was traveling between there and home um but at that time I really sort of um what's the word 
like sorted out my time and made sure that there was a time for studying, a time for catching up with um, school notes and stuff, a, a time, a really short time to get the run to get the train to go to do my, my powerlifting session, then a time yeah. to get back home and get back on the books. Um, <laughs> but only because I'd already told myself like this time you're focusing on the books, no extracurriculars. And then, you know, I found that going to the gym was a thing and it's this thing called powerlifting. And then I thought, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to maintain this discipline because I'm not sacrificing anything. Uh, grades are going up and weights are going up. All right, you might have said this. Where, do you, where are you going to school for? Uh, so what did I study? Yeah, yeah. Uh, economics. I'm an economist. Holy shit, Joy. <laughs> you, you, you really are like, wowzers. That is, and that's not like an easy course to be taken. I mean, you got to go all in. That's include. I went to a uh, university with a major of marketing and I had to take economics oh. as part of that, like economics, math, whatnot in university and like economics. Was, like, this is not my major, but I had to take out economics and I was like, holy smokes, this is hard. Like I was, I had to oh. study like crazy to get through and math. I had a freaking tutor with me. I'm like, holy moly. But um, so, yeah, I mean, that's no kidding. You were studying like crazy. That's a very difficult course to get through. Yeah, um, I, I think if I hadn't like really knuckled down that last year, it would have been a very different story. But you know, I'm I'm glad that there was a time in my life where I actually focused to do something and got something good out of it. What a, I mean, I remember that this talk, our teacher said, um, he goes, look to your left, look to your right. He's like, there's, <laughs> he goes, there is X amount of you. By the time we reach the fourth year, there's going to be one fourth of you still here. He said three out of four of you are going to drop out. I'm like, holy shit, dude. He, he was, he was given us just as if you're here, I need you to commit and, and get ready to study in the whole nine. Like, I, I'm, I'm not trying to scare you, but just to know this is, this is what you, what you're in for. Yeah. Did you, do you have like big brother in Canada, that TV show where they, yeah, we do. yeah, we do, unfortunately. <laughs> so, you know, I the first few seasons I watched it, it was big here, and then it got really boring because I didn't watch the further seasons. But, you know, there'll be, like, occasionally there'll be someone like, oh, I just can't do it anymore. I'm going, I'm out, bye. Yeah. And then, um, like, in my first year at uni, when we were in the halls together, the uni accommodation, there was somebody that was like, yeah, guys, I'm leaving. And in my mind, I just, it felt like the Big Brother house. And <laughs> yeah. <It's> like... <laughs> they were going back to the outside world. You're like, you're soft, you're weak. What do you mean? You're... I rem my brother was, uh, I, my brother was in the dorm and he had, I mean, these dorm rooms are like, like fucking the size of a prison cell. They were so small and, and their showers were like community showers. I'm like, oh, I didn't do that. I'm like, Brad, this is like a prison, man. This is, this is crazy. You're building character, I guess. And, um, he got lucky because his roommate like dropped out pretty quickly and he's like oh shit i got the whole room to myself it was still a small ass room but you had a cellmate essentially um i remember too when i was so in the middle of it uh kind of the same situation one of my buddies was like from university was like i'm, I'm gonna drop out man i can't do this I'm, I'm i feel like i'm drowning i try to catch up i try to whatever and i'm like my friend math is not my thing i i took a like marketing was my major because i like creative you know and that's like king of lifts like media stuff right uh, mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm struggling too, man, but I am in the, they had a math lab with people who were going to university for their major was mathematics. So for them, the math we were doing at university was like, 
way lower level, right? So the, the fourth year math majors were tutoring guys like me and it was part of, they could get you know, half credit or whatever the shit. I was in that freaking math lab. Like they see me coming and be like, Ryan, I walk in the room. They all knew because man, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do whatever I gotta do to get it done so I pass my exam. And if I, I end up getting 65%, that's fine. My other classes, I get way more, we're good. But you just, mm -hmm. it's the mentality, I'll do what I gotta do. It doesn't, I might have to work harder than some other people in the class, but quitting wasn't in the cards, man. And when my buddy told me he's dropping out, I'm like, I didn't see you in that fucking math lab, love. You're gonna quit like that? You didn't give a hundred percent. You're gonna quit before you gave a hundred? Wow, that's, you know, university tests you like that. Literally, like no pun intended, but it's not, <laughs> it's not people like, you aren't gonna use all the things you learned in university in uh, your day-to-day, -day. true. But you will get tested, like, what's your aptitude to learn? Will you meet deadlines? Will you do everything it fucking takes to learn this shit and, like, stay up all night? And, like, you're, you're trying to learn concepts. You're like, I am in over my damn head. But you just – and no, your teacher isn't going to be, like, find your tutor. Here's your tutor. Let me introduce you. You got to do that on your own. Like, you, it really does make you a lot mentally stronger. Did you find yeah. something? Is that, like, your experience? Yeah. Um, I did. Like, the Find that final year, I really just had to knuckle down and find any resources that would help. Like if the tutor wasn't helping or the uh, main lecturer wasn't helping, then I'll be watching a YouTube video or yeah. something <laughs> and yeah. repeating the same bit five times over because it takes me that long to to get what they're saying. But um, yeah, you do you have to be resourceful, and you know if one way's not working, find another. Find it, man. Failure, you, dropping out isn't it. I, I, man, I bought, a, I went to the bookstore and I bought like, you know, they have for dummies series and it's like everything for dummies. I, I, I bought like for dummies for like economics for dummies and the whole, I'm like, let me, I, I remember walking out of class and be like, I am so fucking in over my head. What, how did this, is there anyone else feeling the same way I'm feeling? But we all got poker faces and we're all pretending like, yeah, no, this, I'm, I'm fine. But when the teacher said three out of four, you aren't going to be here. I'm like, there's no way we're all fine. How are you guys not freaking out? Like I'm freaking out. I went to the bookstore afterwards. I'm like, I'm buying a for dummies book and I'm starting ground level. If I got to catch up, like I'm just in over my head <gasps> and um, it was okay. I, another thing, look, this somewhat applies to weightlifting, but I remember like in terms of motivation and inspiration for things, I remember reading Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography and he, he went from being obviously a bodybuilder to an actor. And when he did that switch, um, producers were like, dude, like this is before everyone was big and muscular. They're like, Sean Connery was an action star and he looks nothing like Arnold Schwarzenegger, obviously. And the producers and stuff were like, dude, I can't pronounce your freaking name. You look like mm -hmm. a freak. You look like a freak. Like nobody looks like you. You're, you're not going to get a leading role and you can't act the whole night. Like it's not going to happen. You have a thick accent. And Arnold was like, as long as I get my reps in, maybe I do have to work harder than everyone else because I got an accent and I look weird and blah, blah, blah. But as long bodybuilding taught me, as long as I get an amount of reps, let me calibrate how many reps do I think I need? So if it's going to be freaking, if I got to do 12 hours and you only got to do two, we're going to get there. And I remember reading that being like, I applied it to other things in life, like schooling. I'm like, fuck, just let me get more reps in. I'll be all right. How many more reps? Maybe I got to go to the, get a tutor five times more than the other guy, but at least across the finish line. It taught me that kind of, you know, discipline in terms of like, you know, 
weightlifting in school or whatnot. So when you were when you found powerlifting, two thousand fourteen, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. did you have like any kind of visions of of carrying us through? Like, did you fall? Was it love at first sight? Was it like, oh my god, I found my calling, or was it let's just see? Um, it was more so let's just see. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I smile quite a lot because. I'm having a good time most of the time. I love, <laughs> I love training. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love training. So it was, you know, for most of powerlifting, you're not competing. You are actually just training. So, yeah. you know, you're doing the, the fun stuff. Um, and then, like, the first competition, I really enjoyed the first competition. It was new and it was exciting. And, you know, um, it's kind of like being recognized for something really ordinary. <laughs> sort of. Well, sort of. Okay. <laughs> Not ordinary, but you know, just some. I don't know when you receive like recognition for something you didn't realize was actually pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, you, know, you, you guys like this, okay? You thought that was <laughs> <laughs> my mom came. My, you know that one that competition you thought was my first one in February 2015. My mom came to that one, and she did not find it impressive. She found it so unimpressive. She left before it ended. <laughs> So you you were whoa, she didn't even stick around and be like, wow, just fake it. Just pretend. <laughs> just clap and pretend. No, no, no. She no no no. no, no, no. <laughs> so so if she left that's an awesome story, by the way. But so if she left <laughs> if she left before you were finished. So you really was there people pushing you around in your life saying you should be doing this, like keep pushing? Like, how did you feel? First off, how did you feel when your mom left? Because I like, were you hurt by it or you're just like, oh, no, 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 not at all. Like, honestly, really? my mom is, <laughs> yeah, like if you knew my mom, you'd she, it's just how do I say my mom? I'm, my boyfriend calls her annoying. Okay, she's annoying. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, well, that's 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 standard. Let me tell you, that's standard. That's fine. <laughs> Um, but honestly, it's not a big deal. Like my parents, uh, they don't have to be in my business. She just came to have a look, you know. She saw stuff. Have to and then be she... in my business. <laughs> That's pretty good. You're like, look at it. it helps boundaries. You know, she, she understands boundaries. That's good. I mean, I invited her out of politeness. It's not like I was begging her to come. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So, so what uh, was the draw for you to keep going then? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like lifting. It's. It's fun, isn't it? Um, but honestly, I am um, one of those people, you know, those people that say, oh, my God, you know, training is so much better than being a platform. I am one of those people, 100%. Um, and it's not that I hate competing, apart from squats, because I'm so nervous for squats. Don't talk to me before squats. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I really enjoy every session. Um, and it's not that, you know, I'm building towards a competition or anything. It's just, it, it's fun. You know what? It- what you said is 100% true where you spend so much more time training than competing. And if you, if you are just like totally destination driven, like there's like other sports where you compete every week, like, or sometimes twice a week. So if that's your thing, you're like, Oh fuck, we got practice for hockey practice or whatever, but you love the hockey game. Some people actually skip out on practice with excuses, but you love the games. Fine. You can't do that with powerlifting. You can't take yeah. three months off, show up to the competition and expect to have fun. You may go, oh my God, you have to enjoy something about the process of going to the gym, getting after it, working hard, shifting weights. Like what, what did you, 
was it like a stress reliever for you? Was it um, just a way of, because obviously like economics and, and your day-to-day is pretty heavy focus driven mentally. Is it just something to turn off when you got hundreds of pounds on your back, you, you got to be present. What, what was your connection to the weightlifting aspect? Nothing. It's just fun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, let me talk about your childhood trauma. And this is what, like, I'm trying to make I'm Stop trying, forcing it. All right? Right. I'm trying to make a story here. You're like, no, there's, there's, I told you this at the start. No, that's fine. That's fine. I love it. That's fine. That's fine. So, so when you started competing in 2014, leaning in 2015, when did you start building momentum in knowing that you were going to be good at this sport? Cause I remember specifically 2017, I was, um, I'm, I'm on the IPF media team. I'll bring this story up. I'm on the IPF media team still. I do commentating more. I, initially, I was also doing the Instagram. And leading into the 2017 World Championships, I made a post about um, leading into the 52 kilos. It's the battle of the 52s. Who's going to win, right? And I had, uh, I think I had Liz on there, Inda on there. But I don't, I don't think I had you on there. And then some people were tagging me like, yo, you going to forget about Joy? Or, or, you know, that's our girl. Like some people from Britain probably, right? And um, I'm like, hey, fair enough. We'll see. Because um, you hadn't broken out into like the international scene yet. But obviously, if not worldwide yet, you obviously had some momentum within Britain because we were getting comments saying, how are you going to leave Joy out of there? So obviously by... By that point, you had already started gaining some hype and some momentum and whatnot. So going from late 2014 to leading into the 2017 Worlds, did your attitude start? When did your attitude start changing to be like, oh my God, I'm not, nah, man, I'm in the mix here. Like I'm start, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a possible world beater. Mm, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I'll say in 2017, like basically what happened was you didn't do your research. Uh, that, well, that's yeah, you look at it. <laughs> There it is. There it is. <laughs> and that's the bottom that's, line, okay? That's fair. That's the bottom line. Okay. No, no um, nonsense. But I mean, I, so I went to 2016 Worlds. That was my first one in um, Texas. Uh, and I broke the, actually, no, before then. So Europeans in 2016 was before Worlds in 2016. So at the Europeans, I broke the deadlift world record. And then I did so again in Killeen. And then, I don't know, I guess between actually clean and well, it was Belarus, wasn't it? That crazy it was thing. Belarus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So weird. But anyway, um, <laughs> between those, those two bits, like, I felt, I don't know, I kind of felt like I, I was good enough to win. Um, so, but I guess you didn't do your research, but also, like, I don't need to kind of announce, you know, yeah. what I think I can do. I, I'll just go and do it. <laughs> but other people knew like like people like people around you were definitely like in terms of the change did you feel like when did you start feeling like like was it leading into Colleen maybe 2016 where you're like holy shit man I'm a world beater like it, that's a pretty quick turnaround from your first competition late 2014 so your first full year is 2015 in the very next year, you 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 just you get edged out of the like you came in fourth, so you're just off the podium at the world championships. That's pretty quick. I did my research this time, love. <laughs> but but, um, but that's pretty Check quick. Turnaround. There you go. But that's pretty quick though. Uh you know, did it feel quick to you to be like, holy smokes, I went from just starting to I'm at the world stage 
and I'm competing for... A little bit. You see, okay, I'll say a little bit, and it's kind of because nobody, you know, everyone goes to the gym, they train, and they they work on getting to where they want to be, but you can never control the people around you. So wherever, you know, when I came forth, it's because people, you know, weren't as strong as me, and there were some people that were stronger than me, and I couldn't control either of those two groups. Um, So basically what I'm saying is... um, I came and I did my best and yeah. that's just where I fell amongst the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And were you, was your expectations leading into 2017, did you have any? Were you open slate or did you think, I'm in cont- contention to collect medals because you collected a lot of them? Yeah, so th- that time I did. And actually, that time I kind of just wanted to win and quit. But <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So that time... Um, Okay, it took ages after this to actually realize, but for most of 2017, like my intercostal was torn. Um, so I was, I think I opened, I remember my deadlift was 182.5. And if I'd got my second, which I also tried for my third, then I would have won it. But I just couldn't, I was just too weak at that time. Um, but because like all the training up until I had developed that injury was sort of suggesting that I could, then aside from that, and I, I would have felt that I was in a position to be able to win. And so you were planning on winning and then quitting because you'd achieved like obviously the top of the mountain, right? Um, yeah. What was it just because your, your body was going through some injuries and you're like, I don't want to keep doing this or why, why exactly do you think you would have retired after if you had won? I don't know. I'm not really um, a greedy person. <laughs> Like once okay. you win something, you don't need to keep winning it and winning it over and over again. I know I've won it twice, but yeah, <laughs> that's, I mean that's enough for me. Um, yeah, it's not like rinse and repeat every day. And so you really, I mean, it's it's crazy. This conversation, it's, it's so different. Everyone's so different in powerlifting. Period. But you aren't really like. A, I think people are going to take away that it isn't. You downplay it to a point where like it's it doesn't affect your day to day life. You're not walking around like, do you know who I am? I'm. You know, you're like, look, at I could, we could pack it up today, and that's fine. Let someone else have it. Some people actually, some people when they win are like, I don't. Oh my god, I, I'm, this is part of my identity, and um, you know, I'm gonna fight for this. You're, there's a fear of losing what you have, whereas the impression I'm getting is kind of like, no, but this isn't my identity. This is something I'm doing on the side, and no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I, I do love it. I, if I didn't, I wouldn't do it. Right, but. I know it's not who I am. It's, it doesn't, it's not all consuming. Yeah. Uh, it must be so much more mentally healthy because if someone else wins, you're like, hats off to you. Like, obviously it means something to me. I came to win, but it's, yeah. it's isn't world change. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and be like, like Ronda Rousey, when, when Ronda Rousey lost her title, <laughs> I don't know if you heard about this. I'm a big UFC guy. And when she yeah. lost her UFC title, she was like, I was suicidal. She's like, I was like, if I'm not the world champion, I don't know who I am. And she said full on, like, I went into a depression. And that's not even unique to her. You no. see athletes, when athletes, when they retire, they connect themselves personality-wise to, like, that this is who I am. And how many athletes spin out of control after they retire? So it is healthy to be, like, have a little disconnect. That's good. But it's not all of me. Yeah. So, honestly, I do love training so much. Like, anyone that trains around me, I'll tell you that I'm always like laughing and smiling and really happy um so outside of competing i'm sure i would still continue to to lift and, yeah. and train i'd probably still have the same similar sort of programming whether i compete or not i enjoy it that much yeah so let's go to 2017 a belarus 
you had your moment because after you collected all these medals, you took a, a bronze overall and in the actual competition, hang on a second here, let me pull this. I think I got a medal for squat. I don't, I can't remember what color it was, bronze probably. Um, and then I got silver for deadlift. Yeah, I got yeah, I got here. Yeah, you got a bronze for squat and you got a silver for deadlift and then you got a bronze overall. And then we had I was the IPF commentator and we had our moment. We're on the air. I brought you over and I was like, look it, I need to I need to eat my crow right here because I came up I was running the IPF Instagram, was unprepared, and now you get the last laugh. And it was live on the air, and you're like, ah oh, God, it's it's okay, it's okay. But you were wearing <laughs> medals. <laughs> you were wearing right. And I was like, all right, shit, I'm gonna see you coming next time. Yeah, honestly, I don't mind. But- it doesn't matter you know people will talk people talk so much before they even go and show you what they're talking about so it doesn't matter what i said beforehand or anyone said beforehand on social media or even if you predict that you know michael jackson's going to come and win the 52 kilo class (laughs) you wait to the day and see what happens right right it's true And, and to an extent not having too many eyeballs on you helps to be alleviate pressure you just going in there to have fun like there is no like let other people look that direction and all, all train, so to speak, they say like prepare in the dark. So when you come to the light, they don't see you coming. That's a little dramatic. I get it. But, but you know, we're like, nobody's has to look at what I'm doing. There's no pressure. No, but I'm just having fun over here. But it, uh, going into Calgary, Canada, did it feel a little different? You were definitely on the radar. You weren't the world champion yet. India came back India won the world championships. She comes back. She wants to do the repeat um obviously she won the year before did it feel different going into Canada did you have different expectations um no <laughs> no yeah it's same old, same old, yeah <laughs> no, uh, at that point I think my intercostal had finally healed it took actually a really long time because I didn't for a long time I didn't know what was wrong with it um and then also like it would heal and then I'd go and be stupid um and then I remember reading something which said once you think it's healed um wait another week and then after doing that it, it was fine but yeah so that took a while to go and so like in Canada I think I felt a little shadow of the pain but it was fine so I felt I guess my body felt better and do you and here's another thing um and obviously I gotta ask because everyone's gonna be like you know you gotta ask this if you got joy on you don't lift oh, okay. your belt no, no, it's not nothing crazy. You don't lift with a belt. What, what, why don't you lift with a belt? I can't be bothered. Uh, honestly, I'm not carrying stuff to the gym. If what? I don't it's, that's, it's just like, holy smokes. What is, what is, does the actual. I have a, a very lean operation. Like, take what you need. I have a lean operation. I'm an economist, you know? That's right. You're like, this is not efficient. This is not efficient. Got to save the coins. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have you tried wearing one before? Yeah, I do have one. Um, I have an Inza. I have a Forever Lever. Um, I don't think I've seen it in a couple of years. How does it feel when you you tried it and it's on? Do you feel a difference? Or you're like, you know what? I don't really see too much of a benefit. I don't think I've ever tried it to do anything substantial. Yeah. And honestly, when I say I haven't seen it in years, I mean that. Yeah, no, you're not playing. No, I believe you. I believe you. This, that's not a soundbite. That's real. 
Um, it, does, does it ever pique your interest to give it a go? Or are you like, look at, I feel comfortable doing what I'm doing. I'm a two-time world well, champion. Yeah, that's it. I, I just feel comfortable the way I am. Um, I'm not going to go to the gym and start, you know, bringing out a whole wardrobe of bits and bobs. I can just get to the gym and start my session. Oh, wardrobe of bits and bobs. That's such a British. <laughs> that's such a British expression. Is bits and bobs. That's that's a reminder. Yeah, we're talking to a Brit here. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, uh, how, yeah, I just kind of. And how was that trip over to Canada? Here's a lot of people. If they haven't competed internationally, they don't realize like it can't. There is a difference when it comes to time zones. There's a difference when you do all that kind of travel. You get off the plane. And how was that in terms of competing across the pond, so to speak? Have you done? Had you Some, done before? Yeah, um, yeah, a few times for Europeans okay. and like we mentioned earlier, the other world championships, Colleen. Um, so oh, that's right. I yeah, yeah. I don't sleep very well. So, okay. I don't sleep very well as soon as I'm not in my bed. Um, so most of the time when I travel for competitions, I don't sleep at all until after the competition. Holy sugar. Wow. How, how many days out do you not sleep? <clears throat> um, so I don't like to be in weird places. Too long so it's not many days hey, i don't want to be in belarus hey like yeah. five days fair listen i don't sleep well in hotels period like yeah. in your own bed but do you like uh like are you are you talking like you get one or two hours of sleep for like days leading in yeah yeah i've been there i think almost everybody's <laughs> been there you know the scary yeah, thing yeah I, is- I expect it's common so well <laughs> so i just suck it up you well some people don't talk about it because they think like that means I'm nervous and I shouldn't say that I'm nervous or they try to be, you know, a little hard about it. But it's like, listen, some if you do it enough times, you start realizing like, yes, you need sleep. No one's, if you did this all year round, it's going to catch up to you. But if before a competition, mm. the very end, just a few days in a row, your body, you will be okay. And when you're in the thick of it, when it happens for the first time, when you actually travel internationally, it's a big competition. You hit the hotel and you see people from all over the world there and people you only see on Instagram. You're in a place that speaks a different language like Belarus or even Canada, same language, but it's across the pond. It's a hell of a, a journey anyways. And you're just the excitement of it. And, you know, of course, you're going to be like, holy shit, this is, this is different. So if you're mm-hmm. not sleeping when it's the first time, and you're like, I'm trying to be calm, cool, and collected, but my body's like, and there's time zone changes. There's a lot of other factors. Yeah. And like, I haven't slept. I think I might not have slept in three days. <laughs> like, is this, is this okay? It only through experience when you wake up that day and you're like, man, I just hope the strength is there that day. When it is there that day, you're like, okay. So then when the next time it happens, it's more like, this is just part of almost ritualistic. It's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I don't worry about it anymore. Um, I know, I know. Like as soon as I've finished competing and I get back to the room, that's when the sleep starts. And you're like, oh my god, I'm asleep for a week. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? And you don't. I don't think historically you've cut. Like I've seen you weigh in well under. Do you have to cut weight now? I know you moved up eventually to 57. Near the end, were you cutting weight at the 52s or? At the end. Oh, only at the end. Yeah. <laughs> what do you? Well, at the, uh, at the end of your 57 kilo run, because you're, you're or, sorry, 52 kilo run, because you're 57 kilo now, right? Um, no, I've always cut weight to get into the 52s. Did you? Okay, because there's a couple of years where you're 51. I've seen on there in the Yeah, I've weighed in at 50.00 before. Which is like way under. So what, what uh, did you just cut way more? Did you do that on purpose? Yeah. No, no. The thing is, so everyone, like you can 
ask even someone with only two brain cells how to lose weight, you know? So, <laughs> and they might... <laughs> you got to be careful there. Be careful no, there. No, no, you no, get, no. <laughs> get some no, funny what answers. What I mean is, is yeah. there are many ways to lose weight. You can do it right. like a really sensible and gradual and smart way, or you could just do a way you know works and you don't care about the consequences. And that's me. I don't have time to think of... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, honestly, I thought you were going the other way with this. I thought you were saying, and then when you, when you're, the way that ended was not the way I thought it was going. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, so, like, honestly, all you have to do is like eat less food or eat less food or move more. And that's yeah. what I did. And then, you know, sometimes you kind of overshoot. Oopsie. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you cut water weight as well? Besides like... Nah. No, 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 no. So I haven't really done wolf cuts. I think I might have done... <laughs> Maybe one, but with the water, I only noticed that, you know, like the days you spend loading up on the water. Yeah. Um, so during those few days, that's when I lose quite a lot of weight because I don't need to hold the excess water. So I don't need to cut after, like cut the water. Yeah, yeah. I just need to, yeah, I don't need to do the cutting bit. Because I, I it's flushing out. To actually be hydrated for once. <laughs> the thing with like a water cut, you can have the most amazing prep, be like so strong, and I've been there and be like, oh, my God, I'm killing this. I feel amazing. And then you do the water cut. And if you drop the ball on that last little piece of the water cut, your day could be ruined. And you're like, oh, man, that was, you know, it's dangerous. Yeah, that, yeah, I did. One time I had a really, I think I had five weeks, so between being 57 in Iceland and then I had to be 52 for the Nationals. I think those five weeks between those. That was not a good time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that, a lo- that's a very that short time was to cut. Awful time. Yeah, um, it was just yeah, it was middle of winter. It was well, not winter like January time. I guess around this time of year. Yeah. Um, I got a little bit ill, and it was I guess a really short time. I remember weighing in for nationals in last no not last year year before so 2019, and then I set some scale. I like, 52.1 okay <laughs> like oh thanks sweet jesus the thing is five kilo in five weeks that's a kilo a week you have to lose oh yeah so it is that's freaking crazy <laughs> that that is that is a really harsh cut so i could see where and what year was that 2019 okay so was that probably the catalyst of being like yo i'm a 57 kilo now <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Like five key, I mean, it obviously sounds really unhealthy and crazy. Wow, we don't kill yourself, Joyce. But you know, I'm an adult. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kill myself. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It is. So, looking at the the Calgary, I want to talk about the Calgary competition. Obviously, you had won that. I'm gonna pull mm-hmm. this up here. The results. Um, I noticed. So I remember. I was. Uh, I was there. I was calling it. But I had forgotten that you had skipped your last squat. What happened there? Because I. I remember there was a world championships where somebody had grabbed you a little early with the spotter. That was that one. Was it that, that one? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so I, I retook that one. Um, and then after that, it was like, yeah, you don't need to go and die again. So, <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds about right. Okay. I, and I thought so because um, I remember for anyone listening and, and may not have remembered, you were squatting and there was 
a bit of a fight, but it was people. Yeah, fight. I don't, and I don't blame the spotter at all or the referee. Doesn't honestly like safety first. So yeah. if I if they honestly thought that they needed to help me out, then it was the right thing to do. But I I remember commentating though, and the look on your face when you look you look back and we're like, what the fuck, yo? <laughs> Take it of course. In. I'm fine. But you didn't you didn't you didn't make a big stink about it. You didn't you're just the look on your face was genuine because I think we were all kind of like nah, early for a world title. Like like you said, fine. Uh, he had the best of intentions. But uh, the look on your face was like, nah, what are you doing here? Let me. Yeah. Let me. This is for the title. Maybe. Yeah, this is not a local meet. If it's a local meet, you don't even bother to appeal. But um, obviously, it got overturned and then you were allowed to squat again. So effectively, mm-hmm. you had squatted three times. And then, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so you would squat it three times, and then were they going to allow you to come out for a fourth? And you like, look, it, I already did three. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I would have had my actual third attempt. Right, Uh, I just didn't. I just chose not to. Because then you're, because it's one of those things where, okay, I have an opportunity to squat for a fourth time on the platform, add more kilo, but I'm also fucking going to be squatting four times when everyone else is squatting three times, and we got some deadlifts to do. We got some, you know, it's one of those gambles you got to way whether it's worth it yeah i think you did that yeah risk risk versus reward that's right yeah well there's another economist way of looking at it look at (laughs) listen let's be economical with this energy we only got so much to to spend here um coming down so obviously you hit three out of three on the bench press and then came the deadlifts uh you Mm -hmm. you got an absolutely monstrous deadlift i'm not gonna tell you uh so so yeah so your deadlift is gonna pull you into position for the gold um, afterwards, was it already sobered up? Because you had a big 20 kilo lead on Marissa Inda, who was the defending world champion, and you were locked it in after with your first deadlift. Did you expect and anticipate that this is how the battle would unfold by, by the first deadlifts? Like, what were your expectations walking into this? Um, I think, yeah, I, listen, this was like two years ago. <laughs> I did not record my thoughts, but. Let me Fair. try and be the joy of 2018. Sure. And, you know, <laughs> I think that's probably what I was thinking. A lot of the times my first deadlift does take me to roundabouts where I need to be. So yeah. um, it's always just get that one in and see, see what's left. Did you realize at the time that you might have won it with your opener? No. Nobody was telling you, like, look, it, you are ahead by a, a good chunk. And they have no, to cover. No, are you sure I was? Uh, what's that? Are, are you sure I was? Uh, well, you won by twenty kilo, and oh, you only I? and you only got you only got your. Or wait a second, that's two thousand nineteen. Hang on, I was like, let me pull it back. <laughs> you won by you won by a uh, ten point five kilo. No, okay, so okay. sorry. In in uh, in Calgary, you had to go all three. I got the wrong results pulled up. Sorry. Uh, in mm-hmm. Calgary, you went all three on your deadlift. So this was a wow. It's still a ten and a half kilo spread so you you took the lead and maintained the lead throughout um but are do you like to pay attention to the rest of your competition while you're lifting or are you just like don't tell me where i'm at just tell me what i gotta pull or do you even look at what you pull um i don't know i i look at the, the screen you know why shouldn't i it's about me so yeah well some people um, don't like it some people get nervous like i don't they'll get in my head i don't want to know see i don't have all of this in my head stuff okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently not. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, but and you know, as an economist, I've done you know a lot of maths and sums and stuff. So yeah. I just I look, I just have that kind of interest. I I want to know. So I look. Yeah, and, and do you get involved with in terms of picking the number? 
or are you like uh, sometimes a little bit I mean at the end where it's like oh we need to find a special number so that she can tie or you know overtake them by half a kilo or whatever I mean I leave it to them I mean I know I know it and I probably know it faster than whoever's handling me but yeah. I, I let them do, do their job <laughs> you're you're like you see them doing the calculations you're like I've done you it. Already, you, already, you know, you're like, I'm gonna let you guys do your song and dance, and when you're ready yeah. to tell me the number, I already know. And then when yeah. they tell you, you're like, No, okay, you're pretending you didn't know this already. Thirty. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, you broke world records on your deadlift um, on the second deadlift, and on and then again, you broke that world record on your third deadlift, and then you also broke a world record on your total. And you are the IPF world champion. The year before, you were telling yourself. If I win the IPF World Championships, I'm good. This year, you not only win the IPF World Championships, you defeat the defending world champion. You broke several world records and you're the world champion. Like you've got the trifecta going right now. Never higher than that moment in 2018 in Canada, Calgary. What are your thoughts after winning? I don't know. I guess it felt like it felt like I'd waited two years for this. I guess, or not waited, but you know what I mean. So there was Belarus yeah. where I was kind of close, and then I was actually really far. But anyway, so it was kind of like, oh, I've finally done it, and was... it was kind of like a bit a moment of I don't know, like there is something even bigger and better to show for all the effort. It, it, was it was it a sense of did you have this that feeling that you thought you did leading into Belarus where like if I win I might retire in that moment were you telling yourself I feel satisfied or in that moment were you telling yourself you know what the, it didn't change that 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 drive to keep lifting and keep competing nah it's still there we we we, we got some work to do like what was the feeling you're feeling at that point um I mean say the winning bit so being world champion bit that was you know that's goal ticked off i you know if that happens again great but <laughs> yeah um, like honestly i wanted to do i wanted more out of myself in terms of the numbers and and what i was actually lifting so that's why i've, I've carried on that like, it doesn't really matter if those come attached with titles or records or whatever i just want to present more and that's kind of where it is, where even if you win the world title, you're like, I haven't showed everything I'm capable of. It's easier to like walk away when you're like that, man, whew, those were the numbers I, I wanted. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like 2019. Yeah, I wasn't. We'll talk. Well, we'll talk it was about all right. It yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it one sec. Because I, I, okay. I already jumped the gun. I had the wrong. But okay, we'll talk about it one sec. But okay. Let's talk about the family and friends. When you won the 2018, now your mom oh. initially walked out of your first competition. It was like, this is kind of boring. <laughs> what is she doing now when she's, I'm assuming watching a live stream or friends or whether it's live or they saw it the next, cause I'm not sure the time zone difference. No, I don't, I don't think she was watching. What? <laughs> she was no. at work, what? <laughs> well, okay, that's fair. Yeah, you gotta make a dollar. But um, what was the reception? So I know, so at the time, so the person who was now my boyfriend, but he wasn't my boyfriend at the time, he was holding my phone um, during all of it. And then the first thing that came that popped up was a message from my brother that said, well done. Um, so that was really sweet. <laughs> um, and then I got back to work and they'd done like all this big, crazy celebration and balloons and confetti around my desk and everything. And that was really sweet. 
in uh, in in the family? What, what was what was mom like when she saw you and she found oh. out? You're like, what's up now, mom? What's up now, mom? Is it be little more than you now? I'm a world champion. Listen, to my mom is always gonna be carrying metal. There's no decoration <laughs> around, <laughs> around powerlifting. She's a champion metal carrier. No, no, no. She is. She does like tell all her friends all the time. Like to me, she kind of berates me and mugs me off and stuff yeah. and mocks me. But she, she is proud. You know, world champion. She just, she does spread that around her friends a bit. Um, I remember my dad saying that, oh, your brothers would chain me. Because I think my parents, they're not like technology people. <laughs> so yeah. somebody's going to have to operate this device for them to show them what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah my, my brothers, he got my dad involved like, to watch and cheer me on. Well, how do your brothers feel about this, knowing that their little sister has p- picked up a sport and is a two-time world champion now? Is that, is that um, a little tough for them to digest in terms of the ego? Because no, it's sibling really. rivalry. No, no not at all. <laughs> Well, you know what? You say this. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> honestly, honestly, they um, it is okay. what it is. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> In terms of your mother, so I have a I have an uncle who um, he's kind of like the same way where he doesn't. He, let's just say he doesn't heap a lot of praise, etc. Right, and for years growing up, he was like he's an uncle that like he's older obviously he's an uncle but not old enough to be like a father so he's close enough that when you're growing up he was super fucking cool right because he's not mm-hmm. your par- he's not your parents so he can still be cool and the age gap is more like an older brother but he's like an adult so when you're growing up you're looking up to this guy never really heaped a hell of a lot of praise because that's not what cool guys do right they're, they're too damn cool and then mm-hmm. as an adult i ran into one of his friends he was in the military and stuff and one of his friends from the military reached out to me like not even that long ago said, hey, Ryan, um, you know, I, I follow you on like the social media stuff and see all the stuff you're doing. And he's like, um, you don't know me, but I, I'm friends with your uncle. And I remember he used to always brag about you. Like I had a, like a TV show and shit back in the day, whatever. And he's like, he, he would brag about you and say all these things. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, really? Because he's never in his life said this to me. And he's like, oh man, I know all about you. I'm like, how do you know about me? Because my, my uncle would talk about me. And I swear to God, when you said that about your mom, it probably is the same deal where it's like, it, it's not like she probably is super fucking proud. And if, if, I, if she's got friends at work and they said, tell me about your daughter, she's going to go in and be like, let me tell you about my fucking daughter. You know, like, you know, for sure. It's weird how that kind of thing happens sometimes in life like you'll find out how someone really feels about you and yeah holy moly like it was it was crazy it was like a moment but um yeah um you asked about friends and family and i forgot to mention actually my my second family which is my church family and they love everything i do they're so interested um a lot of them are a bit like my mom but because i guess they're not actually related to me they're (laughs) they're nicer about it (laughs) yeah 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 um, but yeah, they're always like, "Ooh, wow, we!" Um, but they're, they're so interested and so supportive with everything I do. That's pretty sweet. So after the 2018 World Championships, you go home and uh, things are a little different now. Now you're a world champion, and looking at, and you've decided, "I'm okay." You know that that retiring shit. I'm a little young for that. So you, <laughs> yeah, we got some, we got work to do. There's that. <laughs> And there's the uh, there's a trilogy with Marissa into now. You're one in one. Let's oh. settle the score. And Sweden's rocking. We're we're rolling into Sweden. How is the field different 
because if you look at your progression, and it's relatively quick in terms of sports, um, everybody knows you now. You're you're not left out of the discussion because of me um, in terms of not doing my homework, but you're no longer, are, not only are you not left out of the discussion, 2017, not only are you possibly in contention, 2018, you are the defending 2019. It is in terms of progression. Um, you you are the one who everyone else has, has a target on and you're the queen of the 52s. Do you feel at all, do you pay attention to what people are saying on social media and do you follow the powerlifting community on social media in terms like who's going to win and we do podcasts predicting because we there are more than just King of the Podcast doing predictions on who's going to win and breakdowns. Do you keep your hand on the pulse of all that? Or are you like, I'm turning a cheek? Uh, so, you know, I am in the social media and stuff and I see stuff. But I don't know. I just, it's not that I don't care. It's just, I mean, like I said before, it's just talk. Yeah. <laughs> it and is. you can talk and you can say anything you want to say. But when you get to the day and when you get to the platform, then you're going to see what, you know, what you're really working with. So anything beforehand is just like, okay, say what you want. There's yeah, nothing yeah. to back up words until you do the action. What about the pressure of it, though? Whereas, um... oh no, I just ignore that stuff. Do you <laughs> really? <laughs> do you like? Yes. Yeah, so when people, do you ever, do you ever get worried? Like, man, I'm gonna let people down. If there are people with far less stake. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, who's that to let down? Uh, man, I'm sure you got people who look up to you. How about this? Did people oh. reach out to you and tell you since then? Because it's been a couple of years now. You've been a world champion um yeah 2018 we're already 2021 jesus the time flies but do you have people now reaching out to you and they're like i got into powerlifting and i asked you earlier if you had someone you you looked up to in powerlifting and you so much stumbled upon powerlifting but some people find powerlifting find a lifter they relate to or they're from the same country whatever it is same weight class and they look up to them have you had that scenario happen to you um I don't think I've reached that height yet. I bet <laughs> I mean, you I have, and you don't know it. <laughs> I, I've received lots of nice messages from people, and you know, it is really sweet to hear that you know they're interested in what you do and what you achieve, and they have congratulations to give to you, and and they're so, I don't know, I guess supportive. Um, but I don't seek to be an inspiration. I don't seek to be a role model. Yeah. I seek to do my best and be good to others, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I don't want to be a role model or I don't want to be um, think someone that people can look up to. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's not that I don't think. It's not I don't like, like talking about myself. <laughs> I don't think like, tell, but I really hate talking about myself. <laughs> no worries. It's not like Dennis Rodman. You're too, probably too young, but in the 90s, he was like, give a big speech, like, I am not a role model. But he was saying it because he's such a, he was such like a rebel basketball player. But um, is it, you have been the world champion since 2018. There hasn't been like, you know, you, you've never gone, it, it had, the torch hasn't been passed. Would it be weird to see yourself differently? You know, I know initially, before you become a world champion, it's one thing. After you become a world champion now, I know in King Lewis, I don't post you without leading in saying IPF world champion. You are the reigning world champion. Ain't nobody taking that crown off your head. So would it feel weird if if on the end someone else takes that crown? 
to an extent. Um, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. It's got... <laughs> so after 2018, I'll be honest, like maybe yeah. know, a month later, I, I forgot. Not that I forgot I was world champion, but it would have been the last thing I would have told you about myself. Really? You know what? That's not the craziest. I There was a... Um... So again, I'm into MMA and this one guy was in a training camp with a guy who was fighting for a title and everyone's super hype about him. And then after the guy won the world UFC world title, this is millions of people watching. He came back to the training camp with all the sparring partners and they're like, what's it feel like? What's it like, man? Holy shit, you're a world champion. And he looked at his boys and said, feels the same as yesterday. Yeah. Like he's like, don't put, it's kind of like you said earlier, it's the journey. Like enjoy the process because if you're putting your stock on, you're gonna wake up the next yeah. day. It feels like you the, your breakfast tastes the same, your coffee tastes the same. Is that yeah, exactly. you felt? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a weird... I mean, not in a bad way. It's just that you know, and also like when you're talking about passing the torch, it's not like I'm carrying a torch for a year. I'm not. I did a competition on the day and. That was it. And that's, you know, that's a good way of looking at it. It's like, I was the better competitor on that day, but on any given day, who the hell knows? Maybe in the same year, I could have had a bad day and someone else took it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I try not to. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's all about how you start to perceive yourself. If you get a little too into this is part of my identity now. And that's, you're almost setting yourself up. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I don't really do any powerlifting ish stuff apart from my training after that work or it, family or church or yeah and that's probably probably having a balanced life makes it far easier look at people ask me if i listen to certain podcasts that are like other powerlifting podcasts i'm like after doing king of list and powerlifting podcasts man i don't i'm powerlifting mm-hmm. out i'm good <laughs> i want to listen to a different podcast than just powerlifting um but uh so in terms of let's talk about sweden Sweden quickly here. You so again, miss. Let me make sure I got the proper, the proper. Uh, there we are, the proper year here. So uh, you hit a one fifty two point five on your second squat, and then in this one, did you? Is this the one where you said, okay, I'm not coming up for the third squat? Yeah, that was nothing left. <laughs> and why? So was it because was it a judgment call where it's like, look at if one fifty two point five moved like a second sure but you're like let's conserve some energy that's the economist coming out of you again yeah i mean yeah that that was exactly what happened um I didn't know I didn't. <laughs> yeah it's okay i hear it it's okay <laughs> I, I can relocate no hey if you want to i'm fine myself we don't hear it as much as but if you want to you do whatever you want to do <laughs> all right i'll stay <laughs> okay <laughs> You do whatever you want to do. Or I'm being evicted. What? I should F off. I should F off. I should F off. I don't swear. I I can see why why you stay humble. The people around you to <laughs> now, now it's starting to become a clear picture here. People tell you F off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the loving and caring boyfriend. Um, oh, nice. Uh, where were we, Sweden? Uh, yeah, about Sweden. So Sweden. coming into the, in, in the squat. Ah, the squat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The squat was ugly. Um, all my squats were ugly. <laughs> mm. I was an ugly squatter. I don't think I am today, but yeah. <laughs> 
So you made that executive decision. Look, we're not going to we're not going to do a third squat. You go three for three in the bench press, and Inda was having a rough day. She came close. She she actually was missing her squats, hit her third squat, and then so she's in the game, but it isn't great. She's I, I think after squats, she's in sixth place. So she essentially got her opening weight on her third attempt of it, which is freaking that's nerve wracking. But it happens. But she's still in the hunt. Now coming to the bench press, she's got a she's got a big bench. Uh, uh, you know, this is where she wants to gain some ground. Opens with a bigger bench than you, which isn't necessarily a surprise. That's fine. But then after getting her opening bench, she misses every single bench. So after two events, she's got two lifts in the pocket. After bench is over and you've gone, I mean, you haven't missed a lift yet. Obviously you, you walked away from the third squat, but how confident, and I, you said you, you pay attention to how this thing's going. How confident are you now? Are you like, holy smokes? I mean, I don't, uh, I don't really look at it throughout. So normally it's just around the deadlift time that I have. A look. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know, whatever was going on was going on for her. Um, so you also, you weren't aware she was missing lifts like that? Like, I'm, I'm kind of like you where if it's fairly tight, I might look at the scorecard here and there. I'm not watching them lift because you you got to warm up, whatever. But if something weird is happening, like my number one competitor is about to bomb. Oh, shit, they just got their last squat. And then get their opener. Oh, shit, they never get another bench. Some people might, did anyone tell you, hey, 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 listen, we're going into deads and Marissa's got... Two, two lifts in. <laughs> it's it's not a good day for us. Something's wrong. I'm not sure. I don't really recall. I don't think anyone would have said anything after squats because there's only squats, but there's still yeah. more than half the competition to go. Right. But maybe after bench, they might have mentioned. Okay. We're, this yeah. is looking, it was looking good walking into the competition. It's looking great right now. <laughs> it's, it, it is going to take a miracle. And, and when I say it's going to take a miracle, um, Marissa literally came out and did the did the Hail Mary cross and was like, I'm going to fucking need a miracle. See, my, my mom would have been into that because my mom is very Catholic. <laughs> really? Yeah. And yeah. She was like, I was needing to summon whatever. Like I was, <laughs> it wasn't great. Um, so I, on your opening dead, you hit a 192.5 and that sealed the deal. So I had said earlier, but it's actually this world's now you're 20 kilo ahead. And um, I mean, that's all she wrote. After that opening deadlift, like, you know, with all due respect, every, the rest of the world field, um, it was after that deadlift, did you know that you're kind of playing with house money, so to speak? And it's like, look at, you got the world title in the bag. I think so. So after that, my second attempt was 200, um, right. which I locked out, but I think there was some downward movement. Um, so I didn't get that. But um, I mean, at that point it was like, it's not really making a difference. And I, I, I didn't care. And we thought, oh, let's go for the four times bodyweight deadlift. So I tried that. So, you know, like after kind of, it was kind of still the deal. It was kind of go and chase after what I want to chase after. Right. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Um, my friend Kafui, exact same situation with the Canadian Nationals. He had it sealed up. Last deadlift, he did the same thing. He's an 83 kilo lifter. He's like, let's go for four times bodyweight deadlift. You know, this, the same type logic where we're pl- it's, it's sealed. It's done. Did it feel yeah. somewhat, did it feel somewhat anticlimactic? Um, given you want it in your opener, like a little different than, than Calgary. And it's weird when you've missed a couple lifts in a row and then, and they're like, winner, like, it's kind of weird. We're like, ah, shit. Like it's a, a slightly different feeling. No, it wasn't anticlimactic because of whatever you just said. Sorry. I can't remember, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I got memory. Um, it was a bit anticlimactic because I, 
so they numbers I, I don't honestly I don't remember the total then. Um but Four, I, they were very four thirty two point five. So <laughs> it was very close to the year before and I it was anticlimactic because I wanted to show more. I wanted to give more and be able to do more and lift more and be stronger and bigger and well not bigger because still fifty two, but you know what I mean. Well that that's a good segue actually. Thank you. Because <laughs> you have moved up. Uh, the European Championships, I believe, the same year, right? You moved into a 57. Uh, was it the year before? I mean, normally I just do the Europeans at 57. Because you're right. I, you're right. I, yeah. On, it's not because oh, I'm moving up. It's just I can't bother. Um, yeah. So that's how it's been all of those previous times. Um, but this, is but this now time I different? just yeah, I just can't be bothered forever now. So going forward. <laughs> What a way to term it. You're like, now I can't be bothered forever. Oh, <laughs> like, no, I can't. <laughs> like being skinny, you know, yeah, it's a waste to spend my time than yeah. not having the tiramisu. <laughs> God bless. It's delicious. And you've, you've already, you've won back-to-back titles. Like if it all ended today, you could look back and like, you got the memories, you got the titles, you did your thing. So it's, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, I just can say, I I do have a lot of things to look back on and be proud of. So I think I've fulfilled my time as a 52. What are some of your goals now moving forward though? Like, is the drive still there to be like, I want world titles. I want, like, do you have certain numbers you're like, look at, we're moving up to 57. I'm recalibrating and I got certain numbers I want. Or are you just taking it day by day and like, let's see? See, not really. I don't really set goals. Um, no shit. Wow, man. We're... No, I don't. <laughs> Whoa. Because, I mean, you don't need to set a goal to move forward. You know, sometimes the flow is carrying you forward. If you go to the gym every day and give 100%, you're not going to go backwards. Yeah, just follow the momentum. Yeah. Um, but... Luckily, I have a coach who is sometimes crazy, and he's always got crazy goals, and um, <laughs> he, he just pushed me a lot. And, and I'm really grateful to have him, um, honestly. So shout out to NZTA. So do you not get too wrapped up in specific numbers where you're like, you know, because powerlifters are terrible for this. I'll raise my hand on this one. But we get romantically attached to specific numbers. And we're like, I really want this deadlift. I really want this squat. It's a nice, even 200 kilo club or what have you. Do you not overly fuss about that? No, I think in the past, like if people have asked me goals, I've, I've given a number because, you know, that's what they, they want you to do. That's the answer they want to have. But honestly, I, I just don't think about that sort of stuff day to day. Wow, it's, it's so not- interesting. You're an interesting person. You're fast. You I'm not. I am actually not. This is what I don't talk about powerlifting at any other time because a lot of the times my answer and my response is I, I can't be bothered. Um I just want to do the lifting and have fun, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I love okay. No, I like it. Because it is like uh it's so interesting you said, like you don't have to have goals to have motivation. You don't have to have goals to have discipline to get in there because you you enjoy the process of getting in there. I don't yeah, there I would never even say that I'm disciplined. I don't need to whip myself to come and train. I'm training because I want to. <laughs> how many, how many, um, how many days a week do you train? Five. And how long is a training session roughly? Um, about two and a half hours. Okay, listen to me. Say. Uh, Sometimes a bit shorter. Listen to me, Joy. 
for the past five years, you've been training two and a half hours, five days a week. You're disciplined. <laughs> yeah, you, you listen. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> no, okay. Call it what you want. All right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, but I, I had a chat with my boyfriend the other day because um, I don't know, me and him can be a bit different sometimes. But anyway, he says like I, I turn up more willingly than a lot of other people. So I don't feel like I'm forcing myself to do something or that I need to have um, – like develop some kind of fourth routine and habit around doing this. It, it feels nice to do, so I'm doing it. It's where yeah. I want to be and it's what I want to do. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's not discipline if you if you love what you're doing. Yeah. It's like, it's like I'm disciplined because I eat a donut a day. No, not really, bro. You love donuts. It's like an alcoholic being like, you know how disciplined I am? I have not missed a day of drinking <laughs> in five years. They're like, well. See, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I, I was just looking at it wrong. I got you. And um, so are you, are you, uh, what's it like over there in Britain in terms of the competitions? Like, Correct me if I'm wrong. European Championships has been canceled, right? Is that right? In British Championships, what's what's the update on your guys' calendar? Do you know? No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, uh, I think a lot of things have been canceled or moved back. But I guess so. In 2020, um, we managed to squeeze in the women's British uh, oh. just before just before the lockdown. Um, so you know, the women, we got our fix. <laughs> nice yeah you're like fuck you guys we know where we're at. yeah yeah nice um and so i mean we don't even know if the world championships for sure it's going to happen but you are going to for all intents and purposes we think you're going to be going to the world championships do you believe or do you do you have goals on that yet or are you kind of like blank slate like look at it, i'm just let's see what happens yeah very blank slate i mean they last time they picked the team um, so I picked up the 57 because I won the Nationals. Um, but I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I don't know what they're going to do about um, sort of qualification for competitions anyway. So Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, it's tough to get excited when it's so up in the air like that. It's a bit of a roller coaster ride. But I think it will be freaking phenomenal to see you as a 57. It's going to be <laughs> like the 57s is crazy killers. Um, well, the last world champion was a Canadian, Maria T. So you'll be going against our girl. She was our first, Canada's first open world champion is uh, Maria T. But um, I mean, US has got killers. There's shooters everywhere when it comes to the 57s. There's no real easy place to look. Do you follow any of these other girls um, that you compete against or not really? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, you see them about, why wouldn't you? Um, yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Give me a second. I yeah, need yeah. to okay, you know what? my charger. I'm going to go to the washroom real quick. This is a good time. To <laughs> okay. do, let's do a two-minute pause. Excellent. I got to go. I, I got to do a pee break. Okay, one second. <laughs> hey, the guys, has there been a lot of noise in the background? No, it hasn't been. Uh, no, it's not very noisy. I can like, move even further away from from these people who are deadlifting. So basically, oh, are you at the gym? You're at the gym? I'm at the gym. So... You know how I told you that my church got my back, so they yeah. let me set up in the church. Holy smokes, <laughs> man. Well, you were obviously, that's why you win these world championships. You are the righteous. You are the righteous, right? That's why <laughs> you got, no kidding, man. This is awesome doing an interview with a world champion <laughs> at the gym, like while she's like at the training center. 
so to speak. <laughs> wow. But um, yeah, yeah, it's all locked down. So. Um, ah, yeah. Well, that's, that's <laughs> this is a terrible secret, but this is. This, <laughs> This will, out, aren't you? No, this is this lobby exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I'd be surprised if someone from from the local government listens to this podcast. If imagine that a, a local cop is like, you know, I listen to King of Lifts. I'm pretty big in that. So. <laughs> well, churches are allowed to be open, and also I work here every day upstairs. No week, kidding. So it's yeah. You do the Lord's work right now. Yeah. You're deadlifting. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Well, where were we say after after we took our break? Where were we at? Where were we? Um, well, I was telling you about nationals, like women's okay. nationals. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how you're you're solidified in terms of uh, like you were the last national champion you have, so we think you're pro- yeah you're probably good. I mean, there's man, there's world there's world teams being selected. I know in Canada they just canceled the nationals. The U.S. has got you know, some controversial things they got going, trying to make their team and all over the world, it's the same situation. People are like, how are you going to pick who's a national team? Well, this isn't fair, mm. blah, blah, blah. There's always something, but um, hopefully. So I've had you for, for over 90 minutes now, so I won't take up too much more of your time, but I got a couple, two more questions, essentially. Okay. Um, well, first off, it's not really quite, the first one's not really a question, but is there anybody you want to give a shout out to where thanks um, while we have you on here, I'll give you that opportunity. If you got sponsors and stuff too, you want to shout out, you you go. Yeah, um, so okay, first, um, I'll say thank you to my boyfriend Bo. He is um, he puts up with me being very annoying. Um, I do it intentionally, <laughs> and he takes it very well. So. <laughs> That's such a girlfriend thing to say. I do it intentionally. <laughs> um, also, my coach Dom, New Zealand Powerlifting Academy. Um, yeah, I'm so you know glad of the coaching relationship that we have and um the push and, and the guidance he gives me it's really paid off recently and um i look forward to working with him in the future um a7 uk those guys are amazing they always support me well you know in training and up to competitions um so thanks to those guys um the dpc and dmc these are the church mandem big up to all of you <laughs> and um so here's a question i always ask people who come on the podcast mm-hmm when all is said and done, you're an old lady with your grandkids, having some cocoa, looking I don't back. like hot drinks. Okay. <laughs> having, <laughs> having a cold beverage, having a cold beverage, <laughs> some cold cocoa, looking, looking through your scrapbook and you're reminiscing. How do you want to be remembered? But by the powerlifting community or the greater of or whatever. How do you hope? What do you want your, uh, your standing legacy to be in the powerless? Do I have to be? <laughs> What's that? Uh, do I have to be remembered? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, you know, I've never had someone say that. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be fine if you weren't remembered at all. Well, it doesn't mean that I've been a bad person. It just means that I've come and gone and whatever I did, I did at the time. I don't know. Um, if I were to be remembered, I don't know. Maybe the smiley one. That would be. Wow, see, you are so flippant humble. I think you will be 100% okay when all wraps up. You're not going to look back and be living in your past. That's for sure. You're going to be extremely present. Well, thank you. Um, I remember at the beginning, you asked me, like, was there anyone I looked up to? And you 
just said like, oh you're so humble and actually just reminded me of someone who I look up to in powerlifting who um I don't look up to them for any of their lifting achievements even though they have so many and that's Kimberly Walford like honestly mm. I love this woman she is so full of grace and you know if I could be like half the woman she is then that's a job well done yeah, um, I've seen Kimberly at competitions going out of her way to help lifters and like not even her lifters, but help like handling or telling people, you know, just guiding them through the process. And they're like, holy shit, that's Kimberly Walford. And she doesn't, this isn't her her people. And these are just random people that she sees them a little lost. I remember before I was doing King Lifts or anything like that, I had message. Mm-hmm. I put a comment on a Facebook wall of one of the local competitions and I was asking some questions, never got a reply back because I mean, some of those are monitors, some of aren't. She has nothing to do with the comp. She replied back my DMs. Hey, I noticed you asked this. Here's actually the answer you want to look for. And if you need any, and I'm like, fucking Kimberly, you don't, yeah, you were, she was just trying to help out. She's like, she's like, I just want to make sure you, you, you get to the competition and you get the information you needed. Like, God damn, she didn't know me yet. Like we didn't done met or anything. Um, so yeah, 100%. Some people are like nice people when everyone's watching and some people Mm -hmm. that was a DM and she didn't know me from a hole in the wall. We never met. And she just wanted to make sure or show up at a competition, no cameras rolling, no nothing. And she's like, Hey, um, I seen you were looking for this you know, here's what you need to do. You want to get your attempt selection sheets over here. And she was like helping people like that. Like, is this your first time? Okay, listen, you want to make sure. And she was running through and the person was like, holy shit, Kimberly Walford's helping me out because they looked a little lost. I mean, it's cool when someone you look up to, when you meet them in real life, when they like live up and you're like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Not to mention, if I could throw this out there, she's a judge. She gives back. You don't make like salary or whatever when you're judging. She shows up mm-hmm. at competitions and judges lists and like, gives back to the sport all round. I mean, Kimberly Walford is it. Is she, all right, one more, more question before I let you go. Would she, okay. be, <laughs> she be your goat, your greatest of all time? Or who do you, do you, what do you think? Um, oh, that's a tough one. Know. Like all time is a very long time. Yeah. How about how about just uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's very true. How about just since the IPF went classic raw? Uh I, I wasn't there at the birth of the classic raw and I don't have like the lens across or yeah. the whole span of, of lifting. Um I I'm just yeah, I, I'm a novice in this, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe as a historian, have... but not as a lifter. <laughs> I don't have a big perspective on things. Um, I kind of just take things which are near vision to me, you know. Um, but I know she has triumphed so in so many competitions. And like you said, that she goes, that you find her in your DMs doing something really, you know, loving and, and caring for, for, for the sport and for the people that are part of it. Yeah. And, and I think that's probably worth a lot more than what you do on the platform. You ain't kidding. Listen, thank you very much, Joy, for, for your time. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Uh, please, uh, let's keep in touch. I'm going to keep, you know, following and reposting, obviously, on King of Lifts. Good luck with training. And hopefully, I'll see you at the World Championships, wherever it is, whenever it is. Who the flip? Yeah, is. fingers crossed, whenever, wherever. Fingers crossed. All right. Keep in touch. Good luck. Talk Thanks, Ryan. You, you bet. Bye-bye.